Content creation is a part of business you cannot avoid, like doing your taxes. And most people are leaving money on the table with their marketing by only creating one kind of content. On today's episode, I'm going to share with you the three types of content you should be creating in your business to make more sales. So stay tuned. I'm Jess. After launching dozens of courses and generating multiple six figures in revenue online, I have learned the right and wrong way to launch an online course. And in the last two years, I have helped my friends and clients generate more revenue with less stress using my aligned launch formula. On this podcast, I'm sharing with you my simple strategies and systems so you can make more money online and make a bigger impact on the world. Keep listening for the Launch Fix Podcast. Hey there, and welcome back to the Launch Fix Podcast. My name is Jess, and I am so excited to share with you today what we are talking about. I know that we've been on a little bit of a content theme party over here for the last few weeks, but that's because content is really an important piece of your launch. You know that as an online business owner, you need to create content, but most people come into it from this idea of just creating random content that they hope is serving their audience. And at the end of the day, what ends up happening is that you end up creating content like an influencer, not like a business owner. As a business owner, your content has a really specific purpose. Your content is not just there to entertain people or to help them get to know you. And sure, while that might be the purpose of some content, creating content like an influencer is completely different than creating content like a business. And if you have been creating content in your business like an influencer, or if you haven't been intentional about creating content in your business, you're likely not attracting your ideal client. And if you are attracting them, you're definitely struggling to convert them into sales. And that's where this whole idea that my mentor Brandon brought up on our episode a couple episodes ago Go back and listen to episode 18 if you want to go hear that. It was a great conversation. There's this theme that we kept talking about that I think is really, really important to highlight, and that is that content is marketing. And most people who are personal brands, who are sharing their own knowledge as their product, What they struggle with is this idea of marketing and using their content to market. If I had a dollar for every time somebody told me they didn't want to be salesy, I would be a millionaire. (laughs) And the reason is because when we are a personal brand, being salesy feels it's a different energy, right? It feels like you're selling yourself or something. However, as a personal brand and as somebody who is a knowledge entrepreneur, somebody who is selling your own knowledge as your product, your content is the marketing that your ideal client interacts with the most. Back in the day, there were magazines and radio ads and commercials on TV, and we like to think of that as marketing. 
And really in this new content driven Instagram age, your content is far more marketing than just the advertisements that you pay for or the pieces on the radio that you do. Your content is marketing your business all the time, whether you want it to or not. And if you think about it that way, is your content creating the marketing that you really want it to have? And if you're not intentionally creating content that serves as marketing in your business, you're both leaving a massive amount of money on the table, but you're also not intentionally creating the ecosystem with which your ideal client goes through in order to become a paying client. And this is something that I think is a really interesting thing to talk about, because especially as a personal brand, we tend to build our audiences by being ourselves, right? There is this notion that people follow you because they like you, and that's completely true. But when it comes time to sell something, people completely clam up and they think, oh God, my audience really likes me. I don't want to sell them anything because I don't want them to not like me. And my husband actually came up with a really great analogy that I have to give him complete credit for because it completely explains this concept. Your followers, your audience got in the line for the ride they want to ride. Imagine your business is like a ride at Disney World and your ideal client got in line for that ride. And can you imagine being at Disney World and standing in line for that ride and never having an opportunity to get on the ride? And you're just standing there like, I'd love to get on this ride sometime. That's why I'm in this line, but nobody is ever inviting me on the ride. You would get so frustrated and you would probably get out of the ride line, right? You'd be like, fine, I'm gonna go find a ride that actually wants me to ride it. That's how your followers are right now. They are in the line for your ride. They are standing there with other people who are in line for your ride, looking at the scenery, getting excited for when the ride opens up again, and they're waiting for you to give them an opportunity to get on the ride. But if you're not opening it up, if you're not letting people on the ride because you're afraid that they don't want to be on the ride or whatever fear is coming up for you that's keeping you from selling in your content, then they're never going to have the opportunity to get on your ride. But that's why they are there. And so when you start looking at your audience as people who want to get on the ride that you have, your energy about it is completely different. They are there because they are in queue for you to sell them. That is their intention. They love learning from you. They like following you. There's something about you that interests them and they want more of it. That's why they got on your ride. And so if you can stop fearing this idea of marketing with your content and start embracing it and start giving them more of what they do want, which is more content that leads toward what you're selling and that shares your message, then you can start to create this ecosystem that has the longest ride around the block. I remember being at Disney World and the Seven Dwarfs ride had like a two-hour line. And you would think that that would make you not want to ride it. And yet I was like, I need to get in that line. (laughs) I want to be in that line. I don't even know what the ride is like, but people are really, really excited about it and they're getting in the line for it. And I want to be in that line. 
And when you can create that level of desire and demand for your offer that people just want to get in your line, that's when the magic happens. So if you start treating the people who follow you like people who are anxiously waiting for you to sell to them and stop worrying about them thinking something different about you if you do, that's when you can start to create the content that really serves your business. And that's what I'm going to talk about today is how to create content that is actually marketing for your business instead of creating content like an influencer that is really self-serving and isn't really connecting with your ideal client. And that's really the difference between creating content like an influencer and creating content like a business. An influencer creates self-focused content. They create content about themselves. They create content about what they like, what they're doing, what they're wearing, what they're eating. It's all about them. And people love following influencers because we have this weird voyeuristic thing in our society, but most people are not buying from them. They're not businesses. And can you imagine if a business owner only talked about them all the time? You wouldn't really want to get on that ride, right? Because the ride would just be pictures of them all the time. And sure, that's fun to follow with an influencer, but they're not making money. And there's a lot of broke influencers out there that are proving that right. There's a lot of people with 100,000 followers and $0 of sales to make, like, to make it mean anything. And so if you really want to get out of that place of being an influencer or creating content like an influencer and start creating content like a business, this is really important. Businesses create content about their audience. The content is not about you. It's about what's in it for them. And these three types of content that I'm going to talk about today give you a really tangible way to create content that is for them and it's about them and it's not about you. And when done correctly, leads people further down that line to getting in your ride. And that's really what's important because if you're just creating a line with no actual way to get into your ride, then people are gonna get out of the line, right? So the first type of content to create is connection-based content. Now, this is not your typical vulnerable life shares or things like that. Connection content is built on something deeper. So you may post a picture of you and your kid and think that that builds connection. And while it does, it doesn't do it quite in the way or the most effective way that it could. Connection content is an ecosystem. All of this is the sum of what it is together. One picture of your kid will not make somebody feel connected to you as a parent. However, talking about parenthood and entrepreneurship and how being a parent makes you a better entrepreneur or how you, whatever your business is and connect that to parenthood is how you can start to build connection with other parents if parent entrepreneurs or parents who are in the same industry that you are in are your ideal client or are people that you want to follow you. Connection is built on a shared identity. And this is something that I talked about with my mentor, Brandon, on our episode together, is how to really tap into the power of those identities and those common identities to build a deeper level of connection. And you may find yourself connected to people that you don't really know what it is that connects you until you look at these deeper identities. 
Do you have something in common? Is there something about them that resonates with you on a deeper level than just what they're talking about? And when you can see how you connect with other people based on your values and your identities, then you can learn how to start connecting with your ideal client in that same way. Connection content is really important because it builds connection, duh, but it also builds rapport with your audience. We've all heard this know, like, and trust thing that people buy from people they know, like, and trust. And connection builds no, that no factor, but it also builds rapport. And people buy from people that they are in rapport with. It means that they like you, they trust you, they get along with you, and they look to you as somebody as an advisor or as somebody that they are in rapport with. And that's a really important piece of content. But if you're only creating connection content and you're not creating these other two types of content, then you are firmly in influencer land. And if you just want to be an influencer, that's fine, but you're not going to make any sales when you're only creating this one type of content. So the second type of content that you need to create is what to do content. What to do content is not your mama's how-to content. You may have come up in the business world seeing lots and lots of tutorials and YouTube videos and how-to content about different areas in your industry. And you maybe even learned the things that you know now because of how-to content. And back in the day, this was a viable strategy when that was the way to show that you were knowledgeable and an expert in something was to teach people how to do that thing. But that's simply not the case anymore. There is not, I don't believe in this idea of like oversaturation of a market, but I do believe in market sophistication. And what I mean by that is I don't believe that a market could be oversaturated with people who are all doing the same thing because we all do things differently. But I do believe in market sophistication, which means that people are looking with more discernment as to who they find as the authority in a certain area. Because at the end of the day, if we're all teaching things adjacently, what makes you stand out is something deeper than just the way that you write how to, right? It's just, is different than your steps. And this is a really important piece that I learned from my mentor, Brandon, is how to create what to do content, not how to content. And what to do content is more intentional as far as how it's received, but also how it relates back to your methodology. I am a big, big fan of creating a signature methodology and a signature framework and becoming known for something. And if I haven't talked a lot about that on this podcast so far, watch out because it's coming. (laughs) Because when you are the, when you are a jack of all trades, you are a master of none. And I see so many struggling course creators out there running their business like a jack of all trades saying, oh yeah, I can teach you that. Or, oh yeah, I can teach you that. Or, oh, so-and-so is doing that. So now I'm going to do that. And when you try to be everything to everybody, you are the master of none. You are nothing to nobody at that point because you are just another commodity and just another voice in this really loud space 
of people saying the same exact things. But when you become known for something, when you become the leading expert in something, and when you do things a different way and you stand out because you take a stand for that and how you do things, that's when you rise above that level to market sophistication and you stand out in the crowd. And your what to do content helps you do that. Because instead of talking about how to grow an audience on Instagram, you're talking about how you use your Insta growth formula to gain more followers. And suddenly your proprietary method, the Insta growth formula in this example, is different. It is a proprietary thing that you have that not everybody is talking about. And because it is your signature methodology, that makes you stand out and it makes you different. Instead of talking about the same things that everybody else is talking about, you're pointing to a different solution in a proprietary way of doing things and it creates desire and demand for that thing. So your what to do content is not what to do to grow an Instagram following, it's what to do within the Insta growth formula or whatever I've just called that to get that desired result. And so when you point back to your own proprietary system, your own signature framework, that's when you rise above that level of saturation into market sophistication. And when you start to attract the ideal clients for that, because you stand out. And so what to do content is not the steps. It is not tutorialized content. What it is, is it's like laying out the roadmap for people. What to do content is really important because people often get in their own way about their ability to get the results that they desire. But when you can paint the picture for them and show them, it's really not as complicated as they think it is. And you can help them with these broad stroke steps to get that result. It creates confidence in your ideal client that they can actually achieve the desired result that they want. And so by creating what to do content, you can not only point to your system, your methodology, your framework, your North Star, as Brandon calls it, and point to that, but also paint the picture of, okay, here are like the three broad stroke steps in order to get the desired result that you're looking for. And so it gives them the confidence to go ahead and believe that they can get that result rather than giving them the exact steps that they need in order to get that result. And this will not only build that authority that people start to look to you as somebody who can teach them something, it also starts to build credibility and that thought leadership because you stand out because you have a signature way of doing things. And that's really important. So instead of creating how-to content, start creating what-to-do content that positions your methodology and your unique way of doing things as the way to do things, rather than just creating random tutorialized content around your niche. The third type of content, and this one is really huge, right? I think they're all big, but this one is really what makes you stand out. And this is something that my mentor, Brandon Lucero, is known for. This is like his bread and butter and something that completely changed my business. And that's called thought reversal content. And these are something that he teaches in his video 4X program that will completely change the way that you create content. And it will make your content stand out among the crowd. Thought reversal content 
takes a stand against an industry norm, and then uses subconscious word patterns to help you shift someone's belief about things. So one of the pieces of, or one of the core beliefs that I have about content is to create polarizing content, create content that stands out because you take a stand for something. And thought reversal content is this plus more. So it's polarizing content, but that also uses subconscious like word patterns to shift somebody's belief. And if you're familiar with NLP, he teaches you how to use sleight of mouth to remove the limiting beliefs and suffering that people have that are keeping them from getting the results that they want. And this is really the secret sauce to creating content that really creates you as a thought leader and an industry leader. And something that he talks about is that there are two types, like there are two pedals in your business. There's the gas pedal and the brake pedal. And oftentimes people are only focused on gas pedal things like creating content, creating content and how to content or what to do content is a gas pedal thing. And when people create that, it will accelerate their business forward. But what you're not paying attention to is the brake pedal things. And the brake pedal things are the things that are holding you back. Another way to look at this that I like to talk about is giving somebody the roadmap, but then not telling them how to avoid the obstacles, right? There are detours and rocks in the road and boulders and things that they have to overcome in order to get from A to B, in order to follow that roadmap. And thought reversal content helps you remove people's foot from the brake pedal. It helps you remove those detours and those roadblocks from the roadmap. And when you can do that, that's when people actually get results. Because oftentimes people are not, like it's not how to get the result that they want that people struggle with. It's removing the beliefs and the patterns that they're going through that are keeping them from actually getting those results. And if you have struggled with people who are seem like they would be great clients for you and they follow the steps and they still don't get results, it's likely because they have these belief systems in place that are keeping them from getting those results. And so thought reversal content teaches you how to remove those those obstacles from people's experience so that they can actually get the results that you help them achieve. And this type of content, when done correctly, makes people see you as a thought leader. And it creates massive authority in you because they start to think, oh my gosh, if she changed my mind about this, imagine how much she could help me with her program. Or this, his content made me see things so differently. Imagine how impactful it would be to take his program. And we tend to think that like, oh, his one, two, three steps were so great. Imagine what they would sell me in their program. But that's not how people think, right? They're like, what else can I find out for free <laughs> when all of your selling them is tutorialized content? But when you can remove suffering, when you can remove roadblocks, when you can help somebody overcome the beliefs and the subconscious patterns that they're going through that are keeping them from getting the results that they want, When you can do this on a macro content level, you can create massive confidence and authority in how your ideal client sees you so that they want to keep learning from you. They want to be in your energy because they want to keep removing those roadblocks and start seeing the way forward. 
So if your audience is not engaged in your message, you're likely missing this crucial kind of content. And most people are, so don't feel bad about it because most people don't know this. And it's one of the things that completely changed my business in really implementing Brandon's system after I learned or after I joined his program a year ago. So those are the three types of content that you should be creating to create sales in your business, to start creating content like a business and not like an influencer. That first one was connection content that is built on a shared identity. The second kind is what to do content that leads people toward your North Star or toward your signature methodology. And the third type of content is thought reversal content that removes the beliefs that people have that are keeping them from getting the results that they want to get. So As you have heard me talk about for a few weeks now, yesterday, my mentor Brandon released his brand new free video series, The Content Revolution. When I watched this series last year, it completely blew my mind and changed the way that I have been creating content for the last year. And my business has blown up because of it. He only releases it twice a year and it's only available for a week. So if you are listening to this and you want to start watching the content revolution, go to jessoconnell.com slash content to get instant access. You do not want to miss this. The videos are going away at the end of this week. So make sure to go watch it and learn this before your time runs out. By the way, I would love it if you would share today's episode if it resonated with you. Take a screenshot if you're listening and tag me on Instagram at jess.oconnell underscore. And you can also tag Brandon at I am Brandon Lucero. Also, if your launches are not performing, it's likely your content is to blame. So make sure to tune in next week where I share how your content is the backbone of your launch and how to leverage it to have an even bigger launch next time. So thank you so much for listening to the Launch Fix podcast, and I will see you in my next episode.